Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find them at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. That's the radio company I work for. You type in Heidi Harris and you'll get this podcast and also podcasts of my live Sunday night show on 97.1 FM Talk, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time in St. Louis. Wanted to have a little fun with this podcast today and talk to somebody whose videos I've been watching on YouTube recently. I don't know if you knew this, but online scams obviously have always been a thing, well, as long as online's existed. But online romance scams are really picking up to the point where tons of money is being lost every year to scammers. And I saw some videos recently that showed up on the internet, started watching them, got interested in this because I've not dealt with this, although I've had a couple people approach me and try to suck me in you know, a couple of scammers who try to friend you on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk with the CEO of Scamfish, find out what they do, why they do it, and how you can avoid being scammed yourself. And I'm excited to say David, the CEO from socialcatfish.com is here tonight. How are you, David? I'm doing fantastic, Heidi. How are you? I, You know what? I'm doing great. I think you guys do a real service to people. I had no idea how big this problem was. Talk to me about how you initially got into this. So I'm, I always joke around that I'm probably the worst person to be doing this. So I married my high school sweetheart. I've never been on a dating site other than to investigate, you know, do an investigation. Um, you know, I, I just had no experience doing this prior to starting this company. But my background's in, in um, SEO and online marketing. And so I learned to do a lot of online research, you know, basically, you know, open source intelligence, you know, before we started this. And so, you know, at the time, you know, my I had a business partner and we were just, you know, starting up websites and we would build them up and then sell them. And and we built socialcapture.com. And, you know, if you, you know, it's hard to start a business and it takes time and 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 a lot of effort. And like overnight, we started having a lot of people coming to our blog and making comments. And we had built, you know, a handful of, you know, smaller companies and, and this wasn't normal. And so, you know, we both at that time looked at each other and we're like, all right, there's something here. Right. And, uh, but we didn't know how to service people. We didn't know what to do at the time. And so, you know, we were having, you know, thousands of, of people come to the website and comment, like all these huge threads, like, help me, how can I get help? Wow. It's happening okay. to me. And, um, so we decided to put a PayPal button on the website for, I think it was like $7 at the time. And so we put it on the website. We said, we'll help you look somebody up. Um, we still didn't know exactly what we were going to do. And um, after like 10 minutes after we put it up, we got our first sell. And so we had to figure out, okay, how are we going to service these people? How are we going to look them up? What are we going to do? You know, if you know anything about like starting a business, they, they say, you know, build a minimum viable product, which is an MVP. And so this was our MVP, like the most basic version of our product possible. And so, um, but it also helped us starting the business because we literally talked to these people, every single person that emailed us, that called us, you know, over the course of two years, either I spoke to personally or my business partner spoke to personally. And we really got to understand like the problems that people were having, what they were going through, the things that led them into going to this. And then we started doing these invest. Every single investigation was done by hand. And so we'd use all these tools. We do research. We start collecting these tools. And then eventually we're like, look, we can build these tools ourselves and automate this service for people. And so, you know, we spent the, I spent the last eight and a half years, you know, building, you know, this service and these tools, and it's gotten significantly more advanced, you know, over the years, we've learned a lot. 
you know, and now we have, you know, a million and a half people a month that come to us, you know, for help. And, uh, you know, we have over 700,000, you know, paid customers a year. And, uh, but, you know, there's a billion dollars that's lost every single year. And so about three years ago, um, well, well, actually October, 2018, you know, is when I decided, I'm like, look, we have to start putting out more free information out there. You know, um, you know, I, we're a for-profit company, you know, we have employees, we have to, we have to pay our bills somehow, yeah, of but, course, yeah. you know, um, we want to try to give back. And so what we started doing is we started building up this YouTube channel and doing these cases in public to show people what was happening, what led to this, what these people were truly going through. And then alongside that, we started publishing all these um, uh, like press releases and, you know, very in-depth um, guides and, and reports that we'd put together, pulling together data from the FTC and FBI and and from, you know, a lot of third parties showing like, hey, look, this is a massive problem that people are having. There's a billion dollars that's lost every single year to this stuff. It's a massive amount of money. And, you know, I was literally just talking the other night with some people just saying, hey, this is something nobody talks about. But if you ask people, they either have been almost scammed or they were yes. scammed or they know somebody that was almost scammed or was scammed online. And so that's how big of a problem this is. And, and so, you know, we're out there to, to try to stop it and prevent it. Um, you know, crazy. we've learned a lot over the years. And, uh, you know, our YouTube channel, you know, we started in 2018. We started to get traction over the last couple of years. So we have 150,000 subscribers and it's growing really fast. And uh, we have like almost 800 videos now. So we have a lot of content there. Yeah, it's amazing. We're speaking with David from socialcatfish.com. I want to read you a, a message that I got just the other day. This just goes to show you how innocuous it can be if you're not prepared for it. Hello. I don't know if you're comfortable with this. I came across your profile when I was searching for an old time friend, old time friend who says that in English. Nobody says old time friend, right? That should be your first clue. Your profile really tells a lot about a nice person. Mm -hmm. uh, I concluded you must be that kind woman who I can be friend with. I tried adding you, but it seems it's not going through. That's why I decided to drop a message here. I hope you don't mind adding me to your friends list so we can be good friends. That's that you know it's all a scam. So if you were to be, fall for something like this, and if you add them to your friends list, how does that give them any kind of entree into your Facebook, for example? Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a public data company, but we we focus on using the data for good and we try to, um, you know, there's certain types of of you know, customers we take and we turn away others. But one thing I've learned, you know, with acquiring a lot of data is that, you know, people have footprints on the internet. And so even if right. you think your profiles are, you know, private, um, you know, you use the same username for most of your profiles, you use the same profile pictures for most of your profiles, mm -hmm. especially professional people. And so, you know, if somebody can find your Facebook or another account, they can probably find other accounts online. And if they can get access to your email, you know, there's data breaches that are happening all the time. We're so numb to, but I can, if I know your email, I can go type in your email. You know, I'm not going to say the sites, but for, you know, very small fee, I can find out what passwords you used that was part of those data breaches. And, you know, how often do we actually go when we get an email and say there was a data breach and actually go back and change our passwords right. unless the websites make us do it. Mm -hmm. And so these are how these scammers get access to our information you know, the romance scams evolve over time where, you know, they groom you. So, you know, um, where, you know, like if you talk about like an online scam where you go and buy something or you have your identity stolen, that usually happens over a few minutes or maybe, you know, 10, 15 minutes. These romance scams on average last six to eight months. 
And so if you think about the hell that these people go through and it's it, they they truly believe that they're in a real relationship mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, you know, they end up losing everything. I mean, I've talked to very educated people that have doctorates and multiple degrees that have been scammed out of hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. I've talked to people that are teachers that have accidentally laundered money, not knowing that they were really laundering money. And so, you know, I mean, it's the, it's crazy um, the depth that these scammers go through to steal money from people, but it works. Yeah. It's interesting too. We're speaking with David from socialcatfish.com. It's interesting. The other day I was watching one and a lady had a particular actor from stranger things. Okay. I don't watch stranger things. I wouldn't know who he was, but she knew he was a big fan of the show. Yada, yada. But a lot of people, I was thinking about it myself. A lot of people put in their profile preferences, bands, you like music, you like all of these things, which is another thing that if it's, if any of that's public, even slightly, these scammers can tap into that correctly. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my Facebook profile is private. You know, I don't accept um, people following me that I don't know. And even people that I do know that maybe I've talked to once or twice, I probably won't accept you just because, you know, I don't want people into my private life. Now, my Instagram is very public, but I only post things on there that I'm okay with being public. And then if it were to get stolen or somebody were to use it, I'm you know, I understand the risk that I'm taking. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, these social networks and dating sites and everything else, they use these things to market to you or to match you with somebody. And, but, you know, it's really easy for me to go and spend, you know, 20 minutes or an hour and understand a lot about you and then start, you know, building the story because these scammers, especially with romance scams, they have playbooks and literally they're these 50 to 100 page playbooks that teach them, okay, just literally copy and paste this here and there and do this little research and then use that. And so, you know, there's a lot of psychology that happens. Like I've spent the last few years, you know, reading a lot of psychology books. And it's really interesting that, you know, we tend to be friends with people that we can see ourselves being friends with that have common interests. And, you know, when people, um, you know, are interested in us, it makes us more interested in them. So there's a lot of these tactics these scammers use to really draw you in. They isolate you from your friends and family. So you become their only crutch. And then that's how you go down this path. Like it's, it's incredible how many people this truly happens to. And and everybody stands back and watches these videos and says, how stupid, how dumb. I'm not saying it's not silly to give somebody money, you know, that you've never met, but you know, the, um, the amount of, um, you know, manipulation and psychology that goes into this, you know, is, is incredible. It's interesting too, when you were talking about the grooming and you were talking about isolating you from family and friends, that's really important because that's what abusers do too. It's a very common yep. tactic. So that didn't surprise me at all. When you said that I went, mm-hmm, and that's the kind of thing that happens. And then people, a lot of times are embarrassed to tell family and friends, how many people approach you for or on behalf of a family member or a friend versus the people who are actually dealing with the scammer? Is it 50, 50, 60, 40? Um, so most of the time, um, people come to us first. Um, and so, you know, like if somebody's being scammed, they don't feel comfortable talking to their friends and family because they've been right. isolated, but then in the back of their mind, something's going not right. Or their friends and family have told them that something's not right and they don't want to admit that they're wrong. So they'll come to us or they've gone to law enforcement and law enforcement's literally turned them away. And so they come to us, we, we put things together, we package it up to hand it over to give them a stronger case. And so, um, most of the time it's the, the, you know, victims, you know, that, that come to us first. 
Um, but for sure, we get, you know, family or friends that, that come to us for, you know, for their significant others. Those are very difficult, though, because, you know, people don't like to be wrong. And, right. you know, and so, you know, as we approach those types of investigations and, and try to help out, um, it, often they're very difficult, you know, because it's it's getting through to somebody who already has their their guard up. Yeah, it's interesting too. I don't want to judge. We're speaking with David from socialcatfish.com. I don't want to judge anybody. I've seen a lot of these things, but some of these guys, okay, you're 60 years old, you're paunchy. You think some 25-year-old smoking hot Ukrainian girl has no other options other than you. And so when I watch, I try not to laugh. And some and, and then and you you hear some of these stories, not mentioning who or anything like that, but some of these stories, and you're thinking, buddy, you're so shallow, you deserve this. But I I don't I don't want to say that because you know it's frustrating, but come on, buddy, why don't you find a real woman? get out, join a book club, do something and, and meet real people. There are real people out there. That's what, you know, my heart tells me to say, but probably not nice. Yeah. So like for sure, like people, there's, you know, some form of, you know, like shallow thinking, you know, with this, um, you know, what happens though, is this part of this manipulation, um, these scammers justify, Hey, look, um, you know, I'm talking to you and you're an older man because younger men cheat and they're right. not serious. They're all jerks. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so you start justifying it because you want to believe this lie. Like that's right. really what happens. And then you go down this path. And, and so that's typically what we see. And it's really interesting too, because the amount of people that come to our site, it's actually like 55, 45, believe it or not, it's actually skewed toward the male side, people that come to our site, but okay. people actually come forward actually significantly more females. And what we found out is that men, their scams often involve some like some like sex essentially, you know? And so, you know, they're being sent nudes or, you know, it's it's a younger oh. female, very attracted. Often um their pictures are taken from, you know, adult film actresses. Um, where um, with the women that are scammed, they're taken, the pictures are taken from average Joes, you know, people in the military or people. Well, that's interesting. Wait, I, wanna, I don't want to gloss over that. That's interesting. So when, when it comes to the men, they tend to go toward the more pornographic pictures with some of these guys, obviously building up to that. With the women, it tends to be some, you know, some guy, I'm on an oil rig. Really, that's where I'm working. I don't have money for food here. And, you know, these right. kind of burly guys off the brawny paper towel things or something that tends to be the guy a lot of times. Absolutely. For the women. Yeah. And, and they feed into different emotions, you know, that these people have. And so, you know, it's really interesting, um, you know, how they, how they're so different, but that's actually why men, most men don't come forward because they're so embarrassed of yeah. like basic actions. It's almost like going to a digital strip club and, you know, being embarrassed about what you did. Right. And they also don't know if all the pictures they've seen are of women of age. And that's another issue too. It could get them into serious trouble. Yeah. I mean, we've for sure even turned away stories or we've confronted people that, you know, like we found out the women were underage that they were talking to. And it's like, what are you doing? Like you're a 55 year old man. And like, why do you think, you know, it looks young, you know, whether she's, you know, 17 or 16 or not, like, I mean, she's just very young, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in fact, we have an episode uh, that we did about six months ago that, you know, we started digging more into the story and this guy was like trying to literally buy this girl. Like it was, we started digging into it and, wow. uh, you know, we confronted him on camera and, and, you know, basically said like, you know, we're not going to help you. We're not going to give you any information because you're a scumbag. 
Yeah, that's true. We're speaking with David from socialcatfish.com. So now did this get worse during COVID because everybody was shut down? Did you see a big increase in this? Because a lot of people, you know, you could say go out and do things. I'm married. I've been married since dirt like you. I've never been on a dating site either. So I was married yeah. when there were stone tablets, you know, when they put it. So I don't know. But if so, if you're if you but if you were home locked in for a couple of years, you couldn't get out. You couldn't meet people. You know, a lot of these folks are widows or whatnot. I mean, you feel sorry for them. They're just looking for something, not necessarily a sexual thing or anything else, just someone to talk to. So I'm sure that increased during COVID, right? Yeah. So it was really interesting during COVID. So we saw a shift in the types of scams that were happening. So okay. we saw a lot of, we still saw a lot of romance scams that were happening, um, but they were going after people's like PPP loans for businesses, or they oh. were going over unemployment check money, or they were going after the additional stimulus check money. And wow. so we saw- okay. A lot of people literally have their identity stolen and unemployment funds being sent to the scammer or a money mule. Um, in wow. fact, um, we tried to uncover the story and we didn't get very far because we started reaching out to the state, started realizing like how many um, unemployment uh, claims were falsified. And so we started reaching out to certain states and we found out that um, I think it was like Georgia had like 40% of their unemployment um, funds like retracted because they were they were considered fraudulent. So these people were getting these debit cards sent in the mail. They were giving the debit card numbers to the scammer. They would get a cut and then um, the scammers would take the money. And um, I think it was Montana had more people file for unemployment um, than um, there were citizens, like registered Wow, citizens. okay. <laughs> so, like, so we tried to uncover the story. And so we reached out to the states for like comment and you know, a lot of them just said, you know, we were not going to comment on this or we're investigating or whatever. Um, but I don't think we're going to know the repercussion of COVID and these scams for probably another three or four years, to be honest. That's interesting. So now most of these, a lot of the ones that I've seen you uncover seem to be in Nigeria. Not all, though. I mean, there have been some you've uncovered in, in the America, obviously. Are these like boiler rooms? Are these people sitting here and they're working 10 people at once? I mean, what do you know about the scammers, who they work for, how it works, anything like that? So it depends on where they're located. So depending on where the scammers are located in the world, depend on how the scams work. And so, you know, in like South Africa, for example, you get what are called the Yahoo Boys. And the Yahoo Boys are a group of people that work out of these like boiler rooms or the houses or internet cafes. And there's a boss, you know, it's basically just like a multi-level marketing company where the guy at the top is getting a cut of everybody. He's supplying laptops, phones, internet access, wow. playbooks. And then, you know, these people are basically going to work every single day and they even call these people their clients. That's how they refer to these victims. Mm. It's just, um, and then you get places like Nigeria where some of that still happens to some extent, but they learn on their own or they teach their friends and oh, then okay. people that are involved will take a cut. So there's a guy that does the Photoshop stuff and he takes a cut if he does Photoshop for you. And there's a, a guy that helps you wire transfer money or claim, um, you know, gift cards and uh which is another crazy topic but and he gets a cut too and then sometimes those guys will find people in the united states and they'll groom them to either be a money mule unknowingly or even knowingly you know where we've uh you know we have an episode that came out in um december where you know we worked with trilogy media which is another you know youtube uh you know there's awesome um but they flew out to new york to confront a money mule i saw knew, one of those yeah that was great <laughs> um, so you know and, and there's certain things on the youtube channel we don't show just because 
there are times we hand stuff over to law enforcement and mm. you know if it's a, a real investigation you know there's things that we just don't won't show on youtube and or can't show until you know the investigation is completed but we work with law enforcement all over the world and so um i have a friend like i text him all the time like the time and i send him cases he's in nigeria and so you know as we get cases we we submit them and um you know over the last like couple of years we've been able to really start tracing like bitcoin where in the past like everybody thought it was anonymous and so we've started really learning these tactics and different things and we're putting these things together we're packaging them handing them over to law enforcement and you know because you know if you ask if you go to your local police and say hey you know i was scammed out of six hundred thousand dollars in bitcoin they're going to be like i don't i don't know even know what bitcoin is or i don't know how it right. works yeah. you know for the fbi and so that's the problem that most of these victims have is that you know these the way the funds are transferred um it's usually anonymous so there's a lot of an, uh, anonymity there right and so we try to um just like you know if we investigated somebody here we try to find those footprints and then find out where those people are and and we've actually had some success, you know, getting some money recovered, you know, getting people arrested. You know, we have, you know, a handful of cases right now. There's big money, you know, million plus dollars, you wow. know, for a handful of these victims that, you know, there's ongoing cases where I think these people are going to get arrested. So um, really interesting. What a privilege talking to you. I love what you're doing. You know what? You're making the world a better place. You're trying to help people. And like I said, I just came across you. I don't know how it showed up on my YouTube, but uh, I'm addicted to the videos and I just love what you're doing. And I, I admire you for it, trying to make the world a better place. Your whole team. They're just great. Yeah, I, I'm very lucky. We have an amazing team. Any other promos you want to mention? Socialcatfish.com? Yeah. So, I mean, an easy way to prevent scams, like go to socialcatfish.com, you know, for less than a cup of coffee, you can run, you know, unlimited searches over a handful of days. And, and look into people you're looking into um, just to make sure you're navigating the internet safely. You know, a great use for our service is that weird phone call you get, you know, going on a date for the first time or just even monitoring your own information. Mm -hmm. And then recently we built a tool called Unfraudit. You can go to unfraudit.com. It's, um, we're going to give it away for free. And so basically that message that you had gotten, you can drop that into the Unfraudit tool we use artificial intelligence and a lot of the tools that we built to tell you if it's a scam or not. And okay. so um, we're giving this tool away for free for everyone. Um, we'll have a paid version at some point, but um, okay. we want to get stuff in, into people's hands. So you're saying that that message I got was not personally directed to me. It was an AI thing or something like that, probably sent out to a million people. Is that what you're saying, David? I was so convinced this was going to be my new best friend. Uh, you can try, uh, but I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Absolutely not. Listen, great talking to you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making people's lives better. All right. Well, thank you so much, Heidi. Thanks. Wow. That was a great conversation with David from socialcatfish.com. You know, he's one of those kind of guys who's making the world a better place. And I think that is so, so important. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can find these podcasts at, uh, you know, anywhere you find podcasts, Heidi Harris Show. You can also find them at Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, odyssey.com. That's the company I do radio for on Sunday nights. You can just type in Heidi Harris and this podcast will pop up or podcasts also of my Sunday night show in St. Louis, which is live every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. HeidiHarrisShow.com, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I will see you guys next time. Remember that God is firmly in control. Don't panic. Just give it to him. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well.